Renny Thomas, and you are tuning into Water Tree, a weekly podcast where the leaves are green and the roots are spread by the living waters. Welcome back to another episode here on Water Tree. Hope everyone's doing well in your side of the country or your side of the world. I know there has been a lot of things going on in, in the news here in this country and even globally. And I'm praying a lot for my friends and their extended family who are not having the freedom that we have right now to go out of their home, to walk on the streets freely, going to do whatever they want outside. There's a lot of fear around the world, but wherever you are, if you are in that situation or something personal, I pray that you may rest in the Lord and find His security and safety and not trying to find that on your own. So just want to say that short bit. And I also want to extend a warm welcome to any new listeners out there. My hope is for you to hear the Lord speaking to your heart today through this program. I don't have all the answers to homemaking. And I'm not a professional by any means, but I am learning each day just like you. Like today, I finally mastered the art of cooking tofu and learned a lesson about myself in the process. I am an impatient cook. <laughs> I do not give my food enough time and manipulate ways for myself to get the results faster. <laughs> and the root of the cause is hunger. I cook when I am hungry, and so that makes me impatient, and I don't enjoy cooking. Because you know, an impatient cook has poor outcomes on how the food looks. Like with tofu, I put the pan on high heat and try to cook in less time, but that makes the tofu sticky, resulting in a crumbled tofu. And who wants crumbled tofu? Well, Tofu is tofu. If, if it tastes good, I will eat it. My husband will eat it. <laughs> But here, here's a tip on tofu. Put your heat less than half and give it time. Three to four minutes on each side until it browns. Then you will have perfect tofu. It works. Try it <laughs> if you don't already know this. <laughs> well, in these cases, I hear the Lord speaking to my heart. saying, be still and know that I am God. You cannot know and enjoy God's presence if you are not still. The same thing with cooking. You cannot know the art of cooking or enjoy it if you are not still. Not still will look like, as with me, hungry, stressed, or preoccupied with other things. So get those things met before you do your work. A much better worker in all lines you would be though if your mind is stayed on Christ. It would be seen in your countenance and in your work. In Isaiah it says, 
Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, for he has trusted in thee. So, keeping our eyes on Christ and trusting in him with our future and our failures and even the tasks that are bigger than us, having this would help us be still and enjoy the process and having a good outcome. So that's one thing I learned to be still. That can tie in with the rest of the topics that we're going to talk about today, which is the nine types of homemakers. What kind of homemaker are you? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever analyzed yourself? Well, today we will be going through five out of nine and we'll see if any of these is you. I know I've already categorized which one is mine and I would advise to take this to the Lord and see what you can learn more from Him. So without further ado, I will start with number one. The first type of homemaker is the warm-hearted, reasonably well-organized people. They are well-functioning, cheerful, and welcoming homes. And these are the homes that you want to live in when you are making your long trips, when you are in another state or in another country. Having a well-functioning, cheerful, and welcoming home is the best place to be. The second one are the ones that live from one crisis to another. And these homes are filled with crisis and chaos. Some of these homes can be categorized as hoarders. They find their stability in keeping their possessions, all of them, um, and they don't get rid of anything. The reason that is, is that they might have gone through a traumatic situation sometime in their past. And keeping their stuff is a way to control their life. And this is a very touchy subject and a hard situation to solve because if you try to help and take out an item or two, this will look like taking away their security because each item has an emotion tied to it. So we're not going to go too much on this, but those who live from one crisis to another would, would have homes that have piled of stuff. It makes sense because that is not their priority right now. Either they have gone through a long period of time having these things piled up and they have no energy, no time to get them in order and cleaned. So if this is you, seek for help and pray that the Lord will lead you to the right person. So that was the second homemaker. The third homemaker is the inconsistent people. And I don't know about you, but I can find myself falling into this category sometimes. <laughs> Um, the inconsistent homemaker, they do their housekeeping by stops and starts. There's a lot of stops and starts. You would call a procrastinator, a we'll do it later kind of mentality. Keeping the home and then stopping it. Then when it becomes overwhelming, then they will start back up. Doing a whole week's worth of cleaning in one day. That's a lot of work. <laughs> and we'll always associate clutter with a long 
tiring work. So they don't take that on until it, they can't function anymore. <laughs> Then they will clean and declutter. That is the third homemaker inconsistent people. The fourth homemaker are the ones who think badly of themselves. And this has to do a lot with negative self talk, such as, I'm not good enough. I cannot do this project. I always fail. So these negative self talk hinder them from success, hinder them from really having a comfortable home, and they are their worst critic. And then there's the alternative, just as they may put excess stress on personal appearance in an effort to overcome self doubt. So they may make their homes look forbiddingly perfect in an attempt to impress themselves and others. So there's a lot of self and a lot of trying to convince other people and themselves that they are good enough. So that is our fourth homemaker. And the last one are the chic and cool people. <laughs> These homes are filled with striking furnishings. But offer no place to be comfortable. At dinner, the portions are fashionably small. Once you've admired the dish, its purpose is served whether or not you are still hungry. <laughs> so you can go home and then eat another meal after that. But、um, these homemakers are more conscientious about in fashion home decor. And I think this is very an acquired taste, and those who have this acquired taste would value and would appreciate this kind of homemaking. So, these are the five types of homemakers. Are any of these you? It really is true that a person's personality or current state. Can sometimes be seen by how they order their home. So let us analyze. Is the chaos in my home due to something going on in my life? Is my home chilly? How has my friends and family responded to my home? How can I have some order in my life? These are some questions we need to think about and answer and definitely prayerfully go through them. And if it's too overwhelming, I would advise to do it with a friend, a Christian friend who would pray with you and go through these experiences together. I also want to add some wonderful people who I've come across on YouTube that are great professional declutterers, and they might answer some of your questions on how to keep an, an orderly home. There is one lady on YouTube who has categorized different types of clutters into bugs. And of course, her account name is Clutterbug. Go check her out. You don't have to pay a lot of money to have some professional advice. So they're all on YouTube University. <laughs> and before I end, there's a verse that keeps coming to mind, and I'm going to be reading from NASB. From Proverbs 4, verse 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. 
And there is another verse. I don't have the reference to it right now, but it says that it is not what comes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of the man that defiles him. Really, it is the owner of the home and and her life that will be seen in her home. So going to the root cause of that, the heart issues, and the Bible says we don't even know our own hearts and it is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only the Lord does. So come to him and see what it is that we need to give up and see what we are lacking and ask the Lord for those things. He can give us a new heart and a new spirit within us. That is exactly what we need. We cannot give to our homes. We cannot give to our families. We cannot give to our husbands anything that we do not have. I want to do something different before we end this episode. I would like to say a quick prayer that the Lord can help us through this process and to be a watered tree that those who come to our homes may be filled, may be comforted, and may be pointed to the great homemaker. Okay, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, I thank you so much, Lord, for bringing us to this topic. Lord, we cannot be homemakers that gives homemakers that love and are cheerful and warm, Lord, without you in our hearts. So we ask that, Lord, today, that you may fill our hearts, that we can have something to give, that we can bring the joy and the radiance of heaven in our homes. Lord, I especially want to pray for those that are having crisis in their lives or are battling with negative thoughts. Please be with them in a special way, Lord, this day, and bring them the right people, bring them the right thoughts, the pure thoughts, Lord, that brings their thoughts and hearts to you. Lord, in this day that we may find our healing and the answers all in you, and we give all these things to your feet. In Jesus' name, amen.